Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Watched a Thing. We hope you've all had a wonderful year. How you doing, Toph? Just quietly. Back's not great. Yeah? Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that my hips have been tremendously bad lately. I'm worried I might need, like, a hip replacement. Oh, that's the beginning of the end, mate. Oh, tell me about it. Um, we didn't really watch a thing this week, did we, buddy? Well, I'm not saying I watched nothing. Oh, really? What did you watch? Oh, plenty of cricket. Did you? Because what we're doing this week is, is as is our tradition, our top five of this year, 2019, as well as our top five from 10 years ago, 2009. We are the only podcast that does a top five. Yeah, I think we probably are. <laughs> don't uh, don't fact check that. <laughs> Did you spend this week or the last couple of weeks trying to cram in some films from either this year or 10 years ago? I did, and I kind of failed miserably. Really? So I've, I've got these things that are just sitting here on my to-watch list that I just did not get to. Yeah. I When I was making my list, I realised I don't know what I was doing in 2009, but I can tell you what I wasn't doing. Watching movies. <laughs> I, like the five movies, on, I, I'm telling you, we will not have a single crossover for 2009 because the five movies I have are probably on the ordinary side. <laughs> and they're basically the only five movies I could find that I had watched from that year. I'm going to hazard a guess, an early guess here, even though like we'll be doing this year before, before we go back to 2009. Yeah. I am willing to bet that you have not seen a single one on my list. Okay, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. Five bucks? Double quarter pound a meal. <laughs> All right. Okay. Five bucks. Five bucks. All right. So, top five of the year. Here we go. Do you think we'll have any crossover here? Um, my guess is one. Okay. One. I'm hoping we'll have it. There are one. things that- Okay, because I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess here that you are exactly the same as me, that every time you've looked at this list over the past few days, something's changed. Yes. And if we did this tomorrow- our fives would actually be different. It was so hard to get this to five. There are things that just missed my list, which would have made... Like, if we'd done this yesterday, we'd have had more stuff in common. Okay. But then I looked at it this morning and I was like, Ugh! So this is probably more inter- interesting, I think. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off by going into Rewind and, and doing 2018 films that we didn't get to 2019. Oh, yeah. So actually, in fact, we should probably preface this. Coming from the merry old land of Oz, um, there are films that came out elsewhere in 2018 that we got in 2019. Similarly, there are a ton of films, particularly leading into Oscar season, that we don't get until the new year. So movies like Little Women, Bombshell, The Lighthouse, there's a lot. Um, Uncut Gems, A Hidden Life. There's There's a lot that we don't get. And there are some that we only just got. I haven't had a chance to watch Marriage Story yet. I'm just prefacing, I I feel like it might have made my list had I seen it. It seems a very Billy film. It seems a Billy film. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. So, that that I just want to preface with yeah. that. Don't come saying, why isn't that on your list? Because we don't have it yet. Or we thought it was shit. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, you're, you're kicking us old school. Also, there's films we just didn't see. That's true. I'm, well, I'm kicking myself that I didn't see Her Smell, for instance. Yeah. Well, actually, I, this is my next question. Do you have any films that we've done as an episode on the show? Yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you would. Okay. All right. Can I count Apocalypse Now, the final cut (laughs) in 2019 films? 
Because nah. that's the best film from this year I saw. Nah. That's the best. Nah. Come on, mate. Nah, you can't do it, mate. 2019's Apocalypse Now. That's not, no, not how it works, man. It's not how it works. All right. Well, then the best film I saw this year was The Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that out loud. He's got it. He's got, Zach's got it. He's got a VHS of it that he carries around. <laughs> he destroyed the Masters. There's one copy of The Snyder Cut, which he came around to my place and showed me. It's true. It's true. On, you on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> then the phone rang and there was a voice that said seven days. It was, it was, it was weird. How many days ago was this? It was about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going back to the beginning of the year, yep. 2018 film, we both loved it. If Beale Street could talk. Excellent. This isn't on my list. And the only reason it's not is because I knew you'd bring it up anyway. And I was like, that's good. We'll get to talk about it and I'll save a spot. Um, Love this movie. Incredible. Yeah, Barry Jenkins coming off Moonlight. Also a tremendous movie. It just hits it out of the park again. The 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 emotional weight in this film yeah. is at the pointy end. Yeah, and that leads through the entire film. The screenplay, the cinematography was gorgeous. Mm. The score, one of the best scores of the year. I'm so glad that this made your list. It's absolutely beautiful. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you have seen it and are a new listener to us, go check out our episode on it from the start of this year. Which was us fumbling around trying to find words for how much we liked it and (laughs) probably failing miserably. All right. I'm going to go to a film, another one that we both saw and both very much loved, The Nightingale. Yes. Not on your list? Honourable mention. Yeah. I didn't think it would make your list. I think- You know, this is an extremely powerful film. I think it's a film that everybody should watch if you think you can stomach it because I think the themes that come out, its I think it's the best Australian film ever made. Jesus! Yeah. Fantastic film, great acting, great screenplay. It's there in my top five. Rockin'. All right. Another 2018 film. Okay. I'm so, so happy our our local Dendi Cinema got this film for like- a weekend, um, and I'm so happy it did because while I then I rewatched it again on I think on Netflix, and and really liked it, but the cinema experience was something else for most recent feature documentary winner at the Oscars, Free Solo. Ah, oh, yes, I have. I this has been on my watch list for so long. Everyone is talking about this, or was talking about it when it came out. It doesn't completely succeed in. The human story it's telling, to be honest, I don't think. But the the conclusion of the film, the shots of of the climb, I I'm not sure I've ever been more terrified in my life. Yeah, there were points where I I kid you not, I could not look at the screen. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, it's it's already on my watch list, but consider it even further up my watch list now. Um, my next film is one that I know that you saw and I know you enjoy, but I'm not sure if it has made your list. It's The Farewell. Yesterday, this was on my list. Right. And it just got cut. Um, We didn't talk about this on the show, so let's have a bit of a chat about it now. Uh, I was so surprised with Aquafina's acting. Yeah, her her whole thing up until this point just has not worked for me at all. No. Um, she's fantastic in this. She's fantastic. The The entire story and screenplay is so fantastic. The way that it dabbles with, like, I mean, so many of the themes are around comparisons of culture, but it's not It's not in, like, a tacky, like, oh, this is better. This is, like, it, it's just about the, the differences in culture. And, you know, 
I just think it was really, really beautifully done. And it is so rare to have a film with a young lead actress like this that doesn't, it's, it's not a romance in any way. There's no romantic lead. It's not, it, it's just about family and it's done really nicely. Talk about an emotional gut punch at the end when mm. she leaves yeah. in the car and it's just, oh, whack. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and props to the wider cast in this film. The whole family, the, the performances in the film are just absolutely killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the kind of semi-autobiographical script from Lulu Wang, brilliant. It's, it's, just, it's a fantastic film. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if this does pick up any nominations. Um, at the Globes, it was up for foreign picture because they have this rule about a film having to be 50% in English for it to be. So, I, I don't think this will get a Best Picture nomination. I'd love to see it get a screenplay nom. Mm. I'm going to go one that may, maybe this will be our first crossover. We'll see if it survived your cull of the last okay. few days. Ryan Johnson's yeah. Knives Out. It's there. It's there. <laughs> Most fun film of the year. Like, this This is the one that was- It was hard to keep on in the culls because, as we said in our episode on it, like, when you compare this to other films like The Farewell, like Parasite, which have a lot more to say, it really doesn't, you know, meet that mark. But it's, just, it's too much fun and it's too well made to not- be one of my favourite films of the year. What an absolute delight. Yes. <laughs> it's on my list for sure. Okay, so what's that? That's three down? That's three each. All right. Two to go. Um, I'm going to head down to Horrorsville, a film that we both enjoyed with Midsommar. Not on your list? Honourable mention. Yeah. <laughs> As we said in our episode, I think the entire concept of a horror film set in daylight was pulled off so well. The emotional weight of what the screenplay is talking about is done so well. Florence Pugh is a revelation in this film. She How is- much are you just looking forward to the next 10 years of Florence Pugh? Oh, I can't wait. I Like, she should be in everything. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got the director's cut sitting there ready to watch when I find the time. because I was actually going to go see the director's cut when it did its runs at the cinemas, but- it was just too long for me with a family to allocate that time to go sit Bring at the, the kids, mate. <laughs> it's but, all in daylight. But I'm really, really excited to watch the director's cut and I will be curious to see which I enjoy more. But I loved this movie. Yep. Um, all right. This one's not going to be a crossover. Okay. Our man, Marty Scorsese. Oh, The really? Irishman. Really? The Irishman is fantastic. It's not too long. Wow. All power to it. Okay, I mean, as I as I said, I liked it, and I can I can definitely appreciate the filmmaking. For me, it just didn't land as a film, but that's that's cool. That's cool. Go, Mark. All right. Well, I guess I'm at my number one then, and I have left the. I know we haven't numbered them, but this is my number one film of the year, and I'm thinking we must have crossover because this is Parasite. Tell me about it. Parasite is a Korean film that is. It's almost hard to describe because the way that it crosses genres, like you can't even say blends genres because it's not like it's a comedy thriller. It's a comedy and then a thriller, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel mishmashed together. It's the story of a young 
poor boy in Korea who finds himself working for a rich family, sees an inn to get the rest of his family in to leech off this family in a parasitic fashion. Um, oh, that's where the name goes. <laughs> well, I actually don't think it is. I think that's what's so beautiful about the name is that there's a lot of different things that it can relate to. Um, and then from there, I don't want to spoil a thing about this movie because you might not have seen it. And if you haven't, go get to it. It is far and away, apart from Knives Out, it is a lot of fun and it is an extremely entertaining film. On top of that, the things that it has to say and the way that it's constructed, the acting in this film is stunning. And I feel like it's a shame that I don't think any of the cast will get nominations just because it's foreign. But that is such a shame because- Every single member of this family and the and the wealthy family that they're leeching off are so fantastic in these roles. Is it on your list? It must be. So I'm barely interested in an argument that says that Parasite didn't win 2019. It's not in my top five. Why is that? <laughs> is that just because you knew I'd have it in mind? Is this a situation where I left Beale Street off? No, it's not. Although yesterday- Yesterday, The Farewell and Parasite were both in my five. Okay. Uh, at, at a time when my five was actually six. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and I am, I'm on board. I'm on the Parasite train. It is the film of 2019. It is the best film of the year. There are at least five films that I liked more. See, yeah. So, so Bong, so Bong's films- I'm on a first name basis with Bong. Um, <laughs> I've actually- There's not a single one of his films that I like as much as everyone else. Okay. So the host, like, I just liked it. I was the same. I w- I expected to love the host because I'm a huge monster movie fan. Um, Snowpiercer, I'm. I don't particularly like. Yeah. I didn't see. I haven't seen Memories of Murder. I should. Um, and Parasite. I again. I'm on board. See, for me, that's this is why this is the number one film for me because not only is it an exceptional film. It is a hell of a lot of fun and it is gripping and it is engaging. And I found myself so into the film. I could watch this film over and over and over again because it's so much fun. The the dexterity that he in the filmmaking here to make it as fun as you've just said. And so, so now. Yes. A, a film for now. That's the thing. That's this much. It's It's an incredible achievement. It's so fun and yet it's so bleak. Like, like what what it's dealing with and what it has to say, it's almost juxtaposed against the way that it is said, which I think is is part of its intention. And it's it's just so brilliant. I can't believe it's not on your list, but I'm I'm really curious to hear now what your final film is. Yeah. So obviously, there was a film that had to replace Parasite. Yeah. And that film was Toy Story Four. Are you serious? I am serious. Toy Story- That is so unexpected from you. Toy Story 4 is amazing. You don't like children's films. (laughs) You generally don't. Like, I- So here- But Toy Story- Like, this is classic Pixar. Yeah. This film exists to wreck adults. It it does. (laughs) Not not to entertain kids. I'm surprised. Like, so here's the thing. When we get to our eventual um, decade episode, I- have a separate list of my top five animated films of the decade because I had no way to get them into my top 10. So I, I'll be doing that as well. I was like, I, like if I'm being on, like the, the, the film, the film wanker in me could have left it off. Yeah. But I was like, if I'm, you got to be honest. If I'm yourself. being honest, 
Toy Story 4 is there. Well, so, have you watched it again since we saw it at the cinemas? I have not. Okay. Wow. That's that's cool. You know what I've been watching a lot of, which you should definitely check out, is on Disney Plus, the documentary series, The Imagineering Story. It's so cool. I'm confused, though, that like there's something other than Baby Yoda on Disney Plus. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> there are things other than Baby Yoda. Actually, no. Yoda. Yeah. Parasite did not win 2019. <laughs> baby Yoda. Little Baby Yoda. Crushed it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Cool. Um, any other? Okay. So- you mentioned Marriage Story. No, there's there's another honourable mention. Marriage Story is fantastic. Those two lead performances are incredible. Adam Driver may well win Best Actor. I actually don't think enough is being made of how good Scarlett Johansson is. She is incredible in it. See, I, I was looking back and I definitely think Adam Driver is the actor of the decade. When you look at-, at That's his, a reasonable shout. When you look at his performances and the diversity of roles that he's done, even just in the last few years, like you look at, you know, Marriage Story, Black Klansman, which he was phenomenal in. Like he's great. I think I would lean Joaquin Phoenix going back to like The Master through You Were Never Really Here. Uh, like, wow. Woman at War, which was actually a 2018 film from Iceland, but we didn't get it till this year. Yep. Shout out to that. That was That was really enjoyable. All right, 2009. So, as is tradition on our little show, thanks to you, this was your idea two years ago when it is, we started. It is an idea I stole. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, that you really can't judge films the year you see them. You need to look back on them 10 years later to really see how much they stuck with you and how enjoyable they were, which I think is a really cool concept. So, top five films of 2009. As I said at the head, turns out I watched very, very, very little films in 2009. How about you kick us off? Sure. Again, no no ordering here. Here's just here's just five films. Okay. I'm not familiar, I don't know if you are, with the TV series The Thick of It. Never heard of it. Hadn't hadn't seen it. But the movie kind of spin-off from that show, In the Loop, I thought was an absolute delight. Loved it. I have not even heard of it. Um tell me about In the Loop. In the Loop is so it's set around um, a bunch of British politicians and political staffers head over to the UN and through their own insecurities and stupidity kind of start a war. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it's so funny. It's so good. Um, Peter Capaldi, who reprises his role, of course, from the TV series as this foul-mouthed political staffer, is just about the most fun you can have watching a movie. Um one of James Gandolfini's last right. roles. He's yep. spectacular in it. Um, Freaking My Girl is in it. Oh, she, I love her, Anna Klumsky. Yeah, Anna Klumsky's there. She is, uh, are you a Veep watcher? No. You I, should get on Veep. So Veep is made by the guy that, oh, did, really? that did this. Oh, okay. That's cool. how that's how Klumsky knew him. Okay. Oh, well, I'll add it to my list. I think, I really think you'd dig it. Okay, yeah, no, it's, it's on the list. Consider it on the list. So, All so right. far, you still owe me five bucks. Okay. <laughs> um, 2009, here we go. Up. I haven't seen Up. Oh. Because I, mean, I don't want to cry in front of people. Uh, well, if Toy Story <laughs> 4 is on your list for this year, then you actually might really, really like Up. Um, I, when I, I think I've told this story. When I saw Up at the cinemas, <laughs> yep. only the first 10 minutes is sad. 
but I couldn't stop crying, not only throughout the entire movie. When the movie ended, I looked at my wife and I was like, can you tell I've been crying? And she goes, you're still crying. <laughs> she had to drive home, which is a big thing because I get motion sick, so I usually drive. She had to drive home and then we had to watch Friends for about three hours when we got home to stop me from crying because I couldn't stop. It opened a gate inside of me and it wouldn't stop. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched it since because I just can't put myself through it again. Mm. But it's a great movie. It's so really if a good. patron would like to request that we watch it together, <laughs> that'd be no. great. <laughs> no, that would be the worst thing other than a patron requesting we watch Cats. <laughs> Either way, it's not happening. We will just delete them as a patron. <laughs> All right. Yeah, up. meant to be good. Okay. Um, next up for me from 2009, I, sus- I think maybe the most Coen Brothers movie. A Serious Man. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I really dig this film. Um, Michael Stuhlbarg in the lead, probably before I knew who he was. Yeah. Um, just sensational. Absolutely kills it. If you think about what what is a Coen Brothers film and distill it all down into one film, I actually think this is the film you get. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So it's- it's, it's funny. Off, it's con- it, it, it is funny. It's a bit offbeat. Yeah. It's at times a, there's a touch of fast to it, and yet there's still weight behind it. Like it's it's total Cohen's. Yeah. And okay. I rate it. All right. Um, next up on my list, a film that you and I both enjoyed and are defenders of, Jennifer's Body. <laughs> Where's your wife? Get her in here. <laughs> She's an idiot. Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. It's funny. It's smart. It was Diablo Cody's follow-up to Juno, which, I mean, Juno. everyone loves Juno. Everyone should have loved this, but people just were just- They were caught up in the Megan Foxness of it all, and I don't think they really appreciated it for what it was. It's a really funny movie. It's a really, really funny, smart, satirical horror comedy, and I love it. I love it. Look, not on my top five, <laughs> but but I will stand with you. Thank you, my friend. Against the haters of Jennifer's body. You will you stand with me when John Carter comes up in my top of the decade? What? (laughs) (laughs) Anything more on Jennifer's body? No, that's it. All right. Next one for me. Um, I might go Australian. Nah, not really. (laughs) It's a Kiwi. Jane Jane Campion film. Bright Star. Haven't seen it. Uh, Bright Star set around the relationship between Fanny Braun and John Keats uh, in, in kind of Keats's final years on this planet, um, which is really all of them because he died fucking young. Um, Abby Cornish is fantastic as Fanny. Ben Wishaw, fantastic Oh, that's a great- I love Ben Wishaw it's, and I love Abby Cornish. It's this sad, beautiful film and people should watch it. Yeah, well- it's on my list now. Consider it on the list. All right. And Jane Campion's Australian, right? Oh, t- well, we can claim whoever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people say Bell Gibson's Australian, then yeah, Jane Campion's Australian. The thing is, no one actually says that. I know. That's the thing. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, hey, everyone, you know, everyone says Sam Neill's Australian. It's no, like, no don't. one actually no one says, says that. that. <laughs> I have heard people try to claim Rusty. Rusty, I'll, I'll claim Rusty. You moved here when he was four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We took him. <laughs> he owns a rugby league club. Yeah, that's pretty No self-respecting New Zealander. 
although, follows although, league over rugby. Although no self-respecting Australian follows league. But there's a lot of non-self-respecting <laughs> yeah, Australians. That's so. true. We are a bogan bunch of All right, up next on my list, Adventureland. Haven't seen it. Coming of age film uh, with Jesse Eisenberg and... Is it Kristen Stewart? Yes. Who I think is actually a pretty good actress who's got a bad rap. Look, she is beloved in, in the film Wankery. Because if you basically, if you ignore the things she's known for, yeah, everyone, she's everyone's like, oh, she's great. Yeah, she's actually really great. And even I haven't bothered getting to Charlie's Angels. I've heard she's actually probably the best thing about it. But um, great little film set in the eighties about you know a kid who gets a job at an amusement park over summer. That's that's basically it. But that you know, does anything sound more Billy than that? <laughs> it's a love story. What's, of the, what's the soundtrack like? <laughs> oh, very eighties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great movie. Highly up recommended for me. Next up for me is a film that I don't think it's particularly well loved. Actually, I'm I'm just standing here for it. Um, Son of David Bowie, Duncan Jones's Moon. Ah, oh, Moon. I have seen Moon. So there goes you owe me five bucks. Great. It was nearly on my list. It's an honourable mention for me. And given what I have on my list, I know that you'd probably go, why isn't it there? Why? Because <laughs> Jennifer's body is better. <laughs> um. Sam Rockwell, killing it. Sam Rockwell's fantastic. Like, it, someone, someone comes to you with the premise of, all right, here's this film. It's Sam Rockwell going crazy by himself on the moon. Like, come at me. I'm actually trying to think what I'd even seen Rockwell in prior to this. This might be my first Rockwell. Wow. What else was he in before this? Oh, a bunch of stuff. Galaxy Quest. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, yeah, never mind. Rockwell and I Which go way back. is from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so at least 10 years before this bit. Yeah, I messed up. I got- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really dig Moon. Um, if someone came out with a, a version where we've replaced the robot's voice from Kevin Spacey to someone else, <laughs> yep, fine. Someone can George Lucas that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good call. That's a good call. Well, I'm going to head to space as well. Uh, 2009 Star Trek. Ah, uh, yes. You and I- both defenders of the Star Trek franchise. The first two, sure. Yeah. Well, I actually I, thought Beyond was crap. I haven't I haven't seen Beyond. Well, yeah, so you love it. But a lot of <laughs> a lot of people rag on um Into Darkness. But yeah. you and I both really enjoyed it. We're both into darkness apologists. No, I I think that the 2009 Star Trek reboot is I, I think hands down the best reboot ever made because it does such a good job of bringing in a new audience while still respecting the original audience. It's, it's just fantastic. I love it. The cast is great. Like, Zachary Quinto as Spock, you can't get better than that. <laughs> yeah, like, Chris, Chris Pine making oh. the sensible choice to not try and do yes. Shatner. Which is so He's like, I'll, easy j- to I'll, do. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be on camera being charismatic AF yeah. and people will love me. And, yeah, we do. Yeah, loved it. Fantastic film. Uh, all right, so my last one. And, I, like I, and, yeah, these aren't numbered, but if we were- this would be my number one of the year, like hands down, because I think that the best film that Tarantino has made is Inglorious Bastards. I haven't seen it. I know. <laughs> and I will get to it. I will. Um, Inglorious Bastards is an amazing film. It gets better and better the more you watch it. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to watch it. I mean, just looking at the cast, looking at what it's about, I know it's going to be good. I know it is. I just haven't got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no excuses. I'm not going to lie. Didn't ask for any. 
Um, yeah, that seems that seems like a solid call. Yeah. And I was expecting it. When yet, I looked up- You had a lot going on in 2009, did you? <laughs> when I Can't up, see a Tarantino film? When I looked up films from 2009, I knew this would be on your list straight away. So yeah, this is no surprise. It's Tarantino's best film. <laughs> All right. Well, my final film, 500 Days of Summer. Okay. That's I, the most Billy pick <laughs> in history. Do I? You reckon Adventureland is a Billy pick? <laughs> do I recall that you don't like this film? Is that you? Um, I kind of nothing this film. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's 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 a Billy pick. <laughs> <laughs> like you know me, I love a romance. I love that kind of offbeat indie vibe. Um, you yeah, like Joseph. I do. I love Joseph. I love Joseph. I used to really like. Zoe Deschanel, yeah, it's a Billy pick. I love it. All right. Well, filthy, you've seen Moon. There. Oh, you're five bucks. Uh, five bucks. Sick. I never have cash on me, and now I don't again. Oh, uh, that is fantastic. <laughs> I am going to buy something with this, as is customary as with is- money. <laughs> In the old wallet it goes. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well- there we go. That was fun to look back at the past year and, and 2009 as well, where I didn't watch a lot. <laughs> um, but I'd seen Moon, so up yours. Fuck. <laughs> All right. What are we getting to next, buddy? Next up, uh, well, we'll be into a new year, won't we? Yes, But we before will. then, before then, we are, of course, contractually obliged to do a top 10 of the decade. Yes. So coming up mid this week, we'll be doing top 10 of the decade. And then if you want to play along at home, what we're getting to next week is a patron request for the film Taxi Driver. Ever heard of it? <laughs> I'm I'm really happy to uh, be watching that one again. First time I saw it actually was only about two years ago. At a in a cinema. Yes, I did see. Was it, it not? Well, it was kind of a cinema. It was um, theaterette. Yes, it was a viewing room at work for, as part of a film club. But it was it was very cool. It was very cool to see it on a big screen. So that'll be fun. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show and make us watch a film that you love or hate or anything you want, really, except for cats or the first 10 minutes up, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. Go with your movie. Are you going to cut mine out? Of course I'm going to cut you out. (laughs)